0: Welcome to the P Primo show. It is episode 61 and we have the sales pro whisperer, Chris Tehaney, Senior Vice President of Sales for DreamFit, telling us all his selling secrets. We'll get them all out of them. First, just a couple quick announcements. If you haven't gotten my book, Sell a Million, What Are You Waiting For?, Hurry up and grab it. And my dear friends at Mattress Industry Network who sponsor our show, Steve, thank you very much for your sponsorship. It means the world for me. To me, if you are in the mattress industry, you are welcome to join this group. It is a group uh, that's run by retailers to help everyone to build, market, sell, and succeed. In the mattress industry, who's in the mattress industry network group? Everybody, small dealers, medium-sized dealers, big dealers. If you own a mattress or a furniture store or you sell mattresses, you're welcome to join. If you're a sales pro that works on the floor, you're welcome to join. If you're a sales rep, you're welcome to join. If you are a VP of sales in the mattress industry, you are welcome to join. If you own a mattress manufacturer, you are welcome to join. This is the best and the biggest group on Facebook for the mattress industry. They will ask you a few questions, so be aware of that. And that is so that we keep uh, people out who don't have uh, mm-hmm. our best interests in, in 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 their minds, but join the Mattress Industry Network group. It, Thank me later. It's one of the best things you'll ever do. One more announcement. Guys, I'm having an open house. Where's it going to be? It's going to be at the Crown Plaza, and it's going to be in northern Columbus on March 30th and March 31st. It's a Wednesday and a Thursday. Call me at 419-560-3169 to make your, your appointment be there or be square. We have some very exciting things. Bedding Industries of America is showing their newest products at this open house. Uh, They just acquired Illinois Sleep Products and we are very, very excited to show our dealers what's new and to show the entire industry what's new. And not to spoil it, one of the things that will be there is the Hemingway collection, which is creating a huge buzz in the industry right now. So be there, be squared, call me for an appointment. And without a further to do, Chris, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Petey. How are you, my friend? Good. So I'm going to give you guys a little background between me and Chris. Chris uh, was with Protect the Bed when I first met him. And he was a trainer, and he wasn't just a trainer. He was the most successful trainer in the history of Protect the Bed. Uh, he uh, was such a good trainer that eventually he received a promotion and became my boss at Protect the Bed. So I'm on the phone with him, and I think our first phone conversation lasted like what? two and a half hours something like that. I wouldn't let you go, you wouldn't let me go. We just kept talking, right? My phone died. I remember that. So. <laughs> so, I'm thinking in the back of my head. Great, great. So, Chris, uh, were you a sales rep uh somewhere else? No, no, no. I've been doing a sales training thing for Protect the Bed. Oh, okay. But you're not you haven't been a sales rep. No, not in this industry. Okay. And and now you're my boss and you're going to help me work with my dealers and, and grow the territory. Yep. And let me tell you from that mental place that I was at all these years ago, I had an open mind because he kept asking me questions that very few of my bosses had asked me. In years. And he asked me questions that I used to ask my salespeople when I was a VP of sales. And I said, this guy really cares. And he really listens. And that's why that conversation lasted as long. So uh, without embarrassing you too bad, I'm going to say this. You are the most involved senior VP of sales in the industry with retail sales pros on the retail floor. I have never seen us walk into a store and you not seek out a sales pro and start talking to him or her. And you are really interested in learning from them, which is amazing because you've learned so much in the last few years and you've gotten to be such a great sales trainer but you still are thirsty for more for more, so here's my question, I guess why why is that still so important to you, and why are you so passionate about it? Because a lot of executives, you know, they just go straight to the buyer, they don't want to talk to the salespeople, they don't want anything to do with anything other than selling the buyer and then moving on so. Question is yours. The floor is yours, Chris.
1: Go ahead. Well, the first thing I need to do is just imagine there's some money in there. Okay, so that's what I owe you for all those nice, uh, kind words. <laughs> Thank you. <I'll> take <laughs> Thank it. you for that. It, that. That means a lot, Pete. I can't tell you how much uh, uh, how much that sentiment means. Uh, it, it really takes me back to when I first broke into the industry, which I entered completely by accident. Which I think a lot of a lot of us uh, that uh, have grown to love this industry. Uh, will attest to, but um, I had an experience where um, very early in my career, I went into a store and I was uh, uh, just carrying out the basics of my job, which is you know following it, following an agenda and uh, focusing predominantly on training for our product. And um, and I got hit right between the eyes by this uh, store manager. He said, "Chris, he says, you know what I really need help with." I need help with how to sell. Um, I'm not doing very well. I've I just joined the company a couple of months ago. I'm on a performance review. And if I don't pull myself out of it, um, I'm not gonna have a job. And I've got a wife and two kids at home. So can we can you help me focus on being more confident sales wise? And at the time I was not prepared for that, Pete. I I I I said to him, I said, Look, I absolutely do want to help you. Um but I'm a little bit unprepared, but I'm going to come see you next week. Uh, let me figure some things out for you. And then uh, and then we're going to spend some quality time. Uh, the gentleman that I'm talking about knows who he is. Uh, he is still in the business. He inevitably made it into uh, middle ranking management at a very large retailer, continues to do very well. But that's where I had that paradigm shift rather than just, you know, in, re- regarding this as um, just fulfilling basic job duties. it's right. How do I connect with people and, and 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 can I use this career as a vehicle to attain a tremendous amount of personal satisfaction helping people grow um, and not not only themselves personally but also their teams that they oversee uh, and their organization at large and i've I've made a career out of it and I'm very proud of it.
0: so that's sales tip number one if you don't know the answer be open about it, be vulnerable about it, and tell them, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to get you the answer. And then do your homework, do what you have to do to get the answer. Now, if you're a sales pro and you're working with a customer on the floor, more difficult. But let me tell you something. It's a great reason to get their phone number, to get their email. It's a great reason to... Um, Sometimes you can get answers on the fly, uh, but admitting that you don't know something is a strength, not a weakness. so thank you for sharing that. So one of the things that strikes me again and again um and it runs uh, it runs th- through throughout almost every guest that I've ever spoken to. They get a big kick out of helping other people. They love to see success. And you've been at this long enough, Chris, that you've seen some guys that were on the verge of being fired get promoted into management because they've done such a great job.
1: That has to feel really good absolutely does. I mean, you know, particularly, um, and, and not that I'm actually seeking the, you know, the, the, the routine constant affirmation, uh, but, um, it, and I try not to embrace it, but at the end, at the end of the day, I don't want to deny it either. Um, I've, um, developed a closeness with a lot of, uh, a lot, a, a lot of the guys and girls at the uh, grassroots level. Um, I view that as so important. You're absolutely right. Uh, when you say that there's, you know, one of the, uh, if i were if I were in a panel, if I were in a roundtable discussion, if we were discussing some of the best tips and tactics, I would definitely share with my peers that you absolutely have to have that very close connection at the grassroots level. and 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 I don't do that, and I don't do that for any kind of personal affirmations, but at the same time, I don't want to I don't want to devalue their positive feelings about the pro- progression in the business by telling them that they're wrong by acknowledging uh, that the partnership that the two of us had um, was very impactful. I, I've, over the course of time, began to understand why they felt that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and listen, it's always in comparison, right? And so sometimes I think we make a mistake early in our sales career. Uh, we want to follow a method. We want to follow the ABCs of whatever our company lays out for us. But I'm going to tell you right now, everybody out there listening, I don't care if you're a sales rep. I don't care if you're a sales pro on the retail floor or a store owner. The most important thing you will ever bring is your fire, is your passion, is your unquestionable thirst to help other people, to really, truly care in your heart of hearts. And sooner or later, either you're going to share your heart with your customer or you're not. And if you don't, you are screwing up so bad. It's ridiculous. Don't follow the ABCs and the one, two, threes. Share your heart, share your passion, share your fire. Because at the end of the day, that's what separates you. If you really, really care, that's what separates you. Just going through the motions and, you know, I did this and I did that. Everybody's doing that. Share your fire and one of the things that people will say to me about you constantly and I've never told you this I'm going to tell you publicly and probably embarrass you is Chris really cares and one time, Bob Vary from cloud nine uh we were doing a um we were we were doing a video testimonial and he said pete's Pete Primo's real name isn't Pete Primo. It's Pete, I care, Primo. And I said, wow, it almost made me cry because I do care. And I care about each and every one of my customers, but very few of them will actually acknowledge back that you care. And the funny thing, if you're a store owner and you have a rep that goes above and beyond for you, pat him or her on the back a little bit because... There's a lot more where that came from. And you get a lot more with sugar than you do with vinegar. So that's a tip for you store owners and for you sales reps. Absolutely pin your ears back and work hard for your dealers. Work as hard for them as if that was your own business. And by the way, if there is something that you need to say to your customer that you are afraid to say, It probably really needs to be said. Um, And when you finally get around to saying it, they're going to thank you for that. And they're going to say, you're the only one who had the guts to really, and who really cares enough about me to tell me that I needed to do that. Because I've had guys um, and gals for that matter, that just needed to hire a really professional uh, sales manager. because they were too busy and they were trying to do everything. And now I'm talking to store owners. They were trying to do everything and they weren't doing the sales manager job justice anymore. And they were great sales managers when they were sales managers, but they were only sales managers back then. They didn't own the store. They didn't have to pay the bills. They didn't have to do the advertising. They didn't have to do hundreds and hundreds of other jobs. So store owners, if there's something out there that you need to farm out or something you need to spend more time on, uh, kind of sort through that, that stuff. But getting back to your sales secrets, besides listening, you, know, you go to a lot of stores, big stores, small stores. Um, I've been in, I don't know. I don't know how many states we've been in together, Chris, but I can tell you that we've been in foreign countries together. <laughs> We have been halfway around the world together, it seems, Chris. And and so you see a lot uh, of what stores do right and what stores do wrong. So if you were going to give a store owner a tip on managing his or her salespeople better and what his or her salespeople need from him or her, what would it be?
1: Well, to start with, I think that um, uh, there, there's always enough time in a day for um, anybody at any level of a mattress retail operation to uh, uh, leverage their vendors. Uh, I think that sometimes they think that um, that kind of goes by the wayside and it really shouldn't because it's a great way for a retail to get their money's worth uh, out of that relationship. And uh, uh, there's there's a lot of bright minds in our business. And uh they, they're, they're not all at the executive level. Some of the brightest minds I've run into are actually all the way down at the store level. Um, and, uh, and, and, how to, and how a retailer can leverage the talents of everybody that permeates through the organization from the bottom all the way up to the top and work in tandem with their vendors uh, on outside-the-box opportunities. Uh, and I also think that uh, vendors ourselves, uh, it's also incumbent upon us uh, to do the same thing, it might not necessarily be that for the next great idea um, at a successful promotion, for example, uh, where a vendor is just kind of sitting idle, just waiting for um, waiting for their their retailers to contact them. There's nothing wrong with a vendor um, going out of their way to uh, inspire and come up with those ideas. I mean, we're in it, like you just said. I mean, we we do a tremendous amount of travel. Um, on a daily basis, I mean, unbeknownst to us, unless we have that astute eye and ear open, whether we've got local radio on or whether we've got where we're listening to a local podcast to get familiar with the goings on in that particular community, um, there may be some things going on that even the retailer doesn't know what's going on in the community. Um, so I think it's incumbent upon us to reach out and say, Hey, I was walking into this restaurant and I saw, I, I saw this advertisement for a very big fundraiser that's coming up or right? i heard this on local radio uh did you hear about this well why don't we get together and talk about what we could do in order to maybe uh get involved and and i, and I think that that's something that 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 can it's it's just all about keeping your eyes and ears open and anybody on either side of that relationship regardless of whichever level that you're at could leverage that and it only makes a partnership stronger when you're able to come up with ideas that work. And if they don't work, you learn something together as a a retailer-vendor tandem. And then you just try the next one. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there, Chris. Um,
0: When Chris says to leverage your vendors, he means it in a bunch of ways. But the most important thing is if you have a, a sales rep or a VP of sales, that can go to your salespeople in a sales meeting, formal or informal, and say what you have said 20 times to your salespeople and they haven't listened to you. I call this the mom and dad. So mom says it, but dad's not around as much. When dad says it, it really matters. And just having a different voice... So one of the things that I constantly ask my owners before I do a sales meeting, is there anything that you want me to reinforce with your sales pros? Is there is there anything that they need to be doing better or something that they've gotten lax on? Is there something that you want me to bring up? Because sometimes just a different voice is what's needed to reinforce something. So I think... The eyes and ears open is just so and you know, I say it a different way antenna's up. there's ideas everywhere. But here's the thing: it's up to you as a store owner to maximize every asset, and people are assets. And someday, God willing, you're going to be profitable enough that you're going to hire a consultant for 20,000 dollars. And for the $20,000, do you know what that consultant's going to do? He's going to interview everybody in your company, and he's going to write all their ideas down. So you want to hold on to your 20 grand? Hold on to your 20 grand. Ask everybody. Let everybody have a seat at the table. When I look at uh, sales managers who get the most out of their salespeople, whether it's wholesale or retail, It's always the ones that feel like they have a seat at the table. If you feel like you have a seat at the table, you're much more engaged, you're much more passionate, you feel your ownership cares, and you want to bring value, and you want to be the best performing salesperson. So old, old, old book, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and the title of the chapter is Give a Dog a Good Name. If your salesperson's okay, but he needs or she needs to be great and you see it in them, start telling them that they're great. And guess what? They're going to start to try to be great. So give a dog a good name. And Chris said this very quietly and you probably didn't catch it. This is for you sales reps. Bring an ad. When's the last time you brought an ad? To a customer. When's the last time you brought an ad into your retailer and said, hey, this is outside of your territory, but this is an ad that's working really well right now. Don't know if it's necessarily your cup of tea, but look at it, think about it, but at least you're bringing something to them. And as a store owner, ask your reps, the best store owners, and I I can give you a list of their names. And here's the thing that's going to crack you up. The smallest of the small store owners who should be asking the most questions don't. They don't ask questions as a general rule. Do you know who's asking me the most questions? The top 100 guy. The guy who really does know it all. The guy that really does have the answers. And do you know how many times they've thanked me up and down for my ideas? All the time constantly. And I don't understand why more dealers don't do that. Leverage everybody, every rep. Ask them their opinion. Ask them what they think about this idea. Ask them if they've seen any new promotions that are working. Ask them if they've seen any, any new lines. Ask them, you know, me and Nick Marcos, my business partner, our our joke is we're the best Tempur-Pedic salesman. In, in in Ohio, we sold more Tempur Pedic than Kelly Hall did, and he was a Tempur Pedic rep. Kelly, I love you. It's just an expression, <laughs> but we we really Jeff, you're one of my favorite guys too, buddy. Hey Jeff, my two favorite guys. Now Larry Seracco's in there too, and he should be. He's he's an amazing. He's, a, he's an dude. amazing guy. He's he's yep. very talented guy and salesman of the year at Maloof. Get the sleep you deserve, what your customers are saying. What is this? Oh, this is Dream Fit. All right. Chris, is there anything you want to comment on on what I kind of unpack there? Or
1: you know, just, just uh, I don't think that's uh I don't think that the point can be uh understated. Um I uh, and 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 the goal should be to overstate it because um, and, and that's what I love about the group mattress industry networking, and why I'm proud to be a part of it. Because it's um, uh, it, it's it. it- it, that proves the point uh, just the very existence of that uh, that association and then you've got uh, store owners that otherwise would never have come together in a million years and then brought together for no other purpose than to leverage each other's phenomenal fantastic ideas and the group is growing in reputation uh, and accomplishment as a result so I just wanted to, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention that but that'd be a great place to start for any retailer that happens to be watching uh, that that um, um, you know, it's just looking for that extra something. I mean, just that smallest little petty idea that you've been kind of dragging your feet on could absolutely be a game changer in your community. You just never know how your community and then those in your immediate areas that you serve are going to respond to what you do as a retailer and, uh, um, and and just exploiting every industry resource at your disposal, which is very very simple to do. Um, i it, it simply needs to be overstated
0: yeah no i, I what what you uh, uh what you started with that simple statement leverage your vendors really blossoms into like uh, i could do a 10 hour seminar on it because there's from advertising ideas to sales ideas to process ideas uh to customer experience ideas Things that you can do to give, you know, a better customer experience—it it just goes on and on and on. So, boy, I, I'll tell you what this is—I knew this was going to go by fast. I just didn't know how fast. Anybody that's got their book, it's time for my chapter, and the chapter today is number thirteen. And it is called Create a Unique Value Proposition. And I want to get your thoughts on this after I finish it. It'll take me about a minute or two to get through. Um, and at the end, I'll show you my unique value proposition, which is we do the right thing all the time, even when it costs us money. Everyone says it. We live it. Ask me how. Anyway, create a unique value proposition. A person who has never done business with you walks up and asks, "Why should I choose your business versus any other competitive option available to me, including doing nothing at all?" And as an aside, that's the one that everybody forgets about, including doing nothing at all. They can pop right back out of the market and go, "You know, this is a cesspool. I don't even want to buy a mattress right now." You know, based on everything that I've uh, that I've seen and. Does this question leave you tongue tied or can you quickly and persuasively give an answer? If you can't, you are probably in trouble or you soon will be. Your response indicates whether or not you have performed one of the most fundamental and important steps in marketing your business, the development of a unique value proposition or UVBP. In today's market, it's critical that you differentiate yourself from your competition. An effective UVP is short memorable, and meaningful. Your UVP is about commitments and promises. It should reflect your passion and energy for serving your customers. Ask yourself, what is a comp- What is our company committed to? Uh, what is our company committed to providing to our customers or clients that nobody else can? Your UVP is not about your financial goals or product service features. Your UVP is about meeting your customers and clients' needs, and it should be the focal point around which all of your marketing messages are built. Coming up with a clear and unique UVP doesn't cost you money, but it does require careful thought and consideration. You may start this process by writing out on a on on paper what is what great and unique experiences that you can provide that other competitors are not. Let me give you a clue. This isn't in the book, but I I just have to tell you while it's on my mind. You don't know where to start. Get a blank piece of paper. Blank. Blank piece of paper. Okay? Start with your customer, your five-star online reviews. Go to your testimonials and write down what your customers are saying. That's going to give you a really good clue. You may start this process by writing on paper what great unique experiences that you can provide that your other competitors are not. After that step is complete, start by asking yourself, is this doable? Are the steps necessary to deliver this ideal service practical? It might be challenging to live up to this new idea. Consumer experience, but it can pay huge dividends. This might sound crazy, but it should not be easy to deliver. If it's easy for you to deliver, it's easy for your competitor to deliver. So it should not be easy. It should be difficult. If it's not, your competitors will copy you if they can figure it out. Here's the most important question after the UVP is established. Can we consistently deliver this? If yes, then do everything in your power to deliver it. Remember, automation is your friend. The more of it that can be automated, the better. Here's mine. I'm a wholesale rep, so mine and yours will be different. Get creative and have fun with your UVP. And we do the right thing all the time. Chris, you can pull that up if you want to. But if you don't want to, don't. No, you don't want to. We do the right thing all the time, even when it costs us money. Everyone says it. We live it.
1: Ask me how. Chris, what say you? So uh, there, there was you know just uh, r- reminds me that um, I should read your book again. Uh, it was a great read the first time, and I need to I need to read it again because I mean there's just um, uh, it's it's it stands the test of time. Um, as far as a unique valuable uh, a unique value proposition, I would say uh, you know just you know they. A great way to appeal to the communities that we serve is by giving the community credit um, on why we do what we do. Um, so, if I were to, uh, you know, I, I feel the key to being a better servant to uh, my customers is, and, and I should, you know, partners is probably the best word to put there, is really just trying to empathize and and step in the nature of the world that they live in. Uh, and if I were to do that. How do I take that message to the community and let them know that this, I am the, you, what you're seeing in these four walls of mine, um, exists for no other reason than that I saw a need in this community. They have educated on the needs that, that that they collectively have and everything that you see, whether it's this particular mattress line or this special products over here with wow factors, um, our policies and our, and our nature and the way that we cook, conduct business, we do these very things because we've listened to you, our community, and we have our hearts set on servicing like you, uh, to the best of our abilities and being as best of a servant in the community as possible. Um, that's uh, that would be my contribution to a unique value principles. How how we could take that message to the community and credit them specifically as to not only why we're in business in the first place, but why we administer the business in the way that we do.
0: Wow, that's really good. A
1: lot to unpack there. Um,
0: you use the word community servant partner, and what I added to that. Was become entrenched in your community. If you own a store, you need to become entrenched. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't know how to do that and it's beyond the scope of of this podcast to deeply explore it, give Jeff Janakovo a call at, la- at, at, um, agreed. At, at, at uh, oh my God, why, why am I having a brain fart? Uh, at Gardner's Mattress and More in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He has become entrenched in in his community. He actually does a show like my show, but he highlights other businesses in the community. He highlights other uh, charities in the community. He is completely entrenched. He has his favorite charities, and I'm going to say this, and, and listen, I'm, I'm saying this to somebody that I love. Uh, Jim, you know I'm talking to you right now. It's not enough to do the work. You've got to get credit for it too. And I know your heart is in the right place, and you don't want to publicize what you're doing, but you should. If you are doing great things in your community, and you're doing them for the right reason, because you love your community, because you're thankful that the community has supported your business, you still need to promote the fact that you're serving the community. And I'm going to tell you, don't do it so that you're going to make an extra sale. You will make extra sales, but don't do it for that reason. Do it because there's another business a few miles down the street that's not even in your industry who's thinking about stepping up and they don't know that you're doing all these things. By them seeing what you're doing, you are becoming a leader in your community. And you are inspiring other businesses to be charitable. And forget about business, forget about doing more business and being more profitable and having more sales. It's just the right thing to do. So publicize everything that you do for your community for the benefit of the community. And if somebody says you're a self promoter, shame on them. That's their own problem. If you're doing it for the right reasons, you need to promote it. Everybody needs to know about it. Should be on your social media, should be on your web pages, should be on everything that you produce. Your salespeople need to know. Uh, your secretaries need to know. Your truck drivers need to know. Everybody needs to know. So that's my and if speech, I could, and I'm sticking to
1: it. I and mean, if I could just tag onto that a little bit, Pete, it's um, sure. you know I think so, some sometimes, um, <clears throat> uh, sometimes in our business, I think that the 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 um, um, trying to frame this up in the proper way, but the uh, you know sometimes we only think of our competition as the mattress store down the street or the mattress and furniture gallery across the street. Um, what you're getting at is uh, is a principle that. Uh, should be considered when it's, it, you know, we know how important sleep is. We know that sleep, you know, we, we, how we slept last night is going to set the tone uh, for how today is going to go and we all get that. But at the same time, there's still quite a contingent in our society that believes that mattress, uh, uh, mattresses are, are, are this, you know, like a, I'll get one when I have disposal income. And then even then when they have that disposable income, who uh, who else are we competing with if it's not our own competitors? competition we could be competing against the car dealer down the, down the street we could be competing with the um the, the the hot tub uh sales organization down the street so the actions that you're talking about i believe it's incumbent to consider consider those because your competition because from a from a disposable income standpoint is a lot more broad than just looking at the mattress guy down the street as your competition
0: i think that's brilliant and it's a point that we always need to remember. Sometimes we become myopic, uh, and we just start to focus on uh, focus in on our direct competition. Your your competition is anywhere they could spend a disposable dollar, as Chris said so eloquently. And the other thing is, and it's in the book. And if you don't get the book, shame on you. You should get the book. It's like two <laughs> cups of coffee. I mean, it's ridiculous. But anyway. Doing nothing at all. That's an option. People come into the market. We know from years and years of market surveys that people come in and out of the mattress market. And I don't see anyone else talking about this hardly at all. They come in and they leave and then they come back in because the roof leaks, the kid needs braces, the car breaks down, life happens and it gets pushed to the back burner. And that's what happens. They go into, you know, see a few mattress stores or they go online or, and they get so confused that they just pop back out of it. And so I have a really interesting question for you. And I want you to go back in your mind when you just first started with DreamFit and you saw a retail salesperson do something that you hadn't seen them do before. And they pointed out a feature that very few retail salespeople ever do. And most store owners, when they're on the floor, don't point it out. And it's so basic that sometimes we take things for granted. And I just want you to talk about that a little bit because I think it bears uh telling the story and how it can help them, uh, help the consumer to understand and realize the value in some products that, that you actually offer. Chris,
1: I, could you tell, do you know what, I, where I'm going with this? I believe so. I, I believe that this, you know, definitely, you know, falls underneath uh, a couple of different categories. Number one, obviously um, sales training Um and uh also leveraging of your vendors and really just leveraging uh other resources in our industry that are readily available to us. And the story that you're getting at was one that I had shared with you. And thank you for I, I, I wish that I remember this a little bit more often lately. Um, the um I was in a store and one of the salespeople were uh the the sleep experts, you know, sleep counselor, whichever name that uh uh you our retail friends uh, put to uh um, to your educators on the floor when they're handling a guest or a customer. Uh, and, uh, and and he was going over the entire, literally almost every square inch of this adjustable bed system. And as he was walking her around, he grabbed the retaining bar and he said, now this is a very important, it, it, it might not look like much, but there's a very important reason why you're going to appreciate this being on your bed, Mrs. Customer. This is what's called a retaining bar. This is going to be on your adjustable bed and it's going to hold your mattress completely still even as you adjust it because if you if this wasn't here, what could risk what you could risk have to have happened is the mattress, even if it slides off slightly off of this adjustable bed, you will lose a degree of support. You are not going to have to worry about that because this retaining bar is there. And this retaining bar is very similar to another feature I'm going to show you later on, which are our corner control bands on our sheets. I really think that you're going to like that. And then he just moved on. Um, As if to say that everything that I am asking you to spend in excess of $5,000 or more, everything is going to work in a system for the betterment of your sleep quality. And even if you're... Um opportunities aren't as high. Maybe you're maybe you're a retailer that's still working on trying to increase your adjustable bed attachments. Again, leveraging your vendors, sales training, very important. But even in more traditional sales, I have seen um, you know, just just amazing floor tactics. I saw one where the gentleman said, Now I want to point this out to you. Okay, this looks like a leg on this frame, but this is actually what we call a recess leg. And there's a bit, very big reason why we particularly partner with this particular um, company that supplies these frames to us. Just imagine for whatever reason you need to get out of bed late at night and then and, and you're, you're, you don't have all your bearings with you and you're, and you're hastily trying to get back into bed after getting a drink of water after using the washroom and you were to stub your toe on a non-recessed leg how likely is it going to be that you're going to be able to fall asleep that quickly with an aching toe? You ever stub your toe? That's one of the worst immediate pains you could ever have. You are not going to have to worry about that because I am solving your problem for you. Just little, just things that you would never think of in terms of features, benefits, and the advantages that they provide. And getting back to Sales training, leverage your vendors, leveraging the bright minds in our industry. These are things that you can happen upon and use to your advantage. And believe me, guys, your customers will absolutely appreciate those presentations.
0: Yep. Yep. And so one of the things that I have said for the better part of the 40 years I've been part of this industry is shop your competitors and then don't do or say anything they do or say. If you're saying and doing things that are different than what your competition is saying, you're providing a unique experience to the customer. And, you know, Mark Quinn says it so well. If you can't close Mrs. Jones during the day at the store, she goes home and she has dinner with Mr. Jones. If you're the topic of conversation, because the way you presented, the way the theater that you brought to your profession, the care and the, the depth of questions that you've asked separate you so far from other salespeople that they're talking about your store and the experience they had at your store at the dinner table, then you, my friend, have separated yourself from the competition and it, that should be your goal to do such a good job for Mrs. Jones that the other guys are eliminated because they just all sound the same. But this person actually did something different. And the interesting thing is the story with the retaining bar is something that when, you know, we, we used to talk about a lot. Whenever you're selling sleep necessities, you have to mention early you have to mention often if it comes at the end and it's the first time she's hearing about it it's you just trying to make an extra buck on her it's not part of the sleep system and you're dead in the water you're now you're swimming upstream but because you pointed out that retaining bar and you made the association to the corner bands there that do the same exact thing if she asks you well, what about those those uh those corner bands that you had mentioned to me that help hold the sheets in place and the protector in place, your sales already made for you guys. You made it thirty or forty minutes ago when you pointed out the retaining bar, and, and you've made it infinitely easier on yourself. That's one of hundreds of tips that could help you make a lot more money. And the, and the one thing that. I constantly say um, to to store owners and to sales pros and, and to other sales reps who ask me questions is the smallest thing makes a difference. Take pride in what you do. Small, little questions, a slight tweak in a presentation can make all the difference in the world. Um, I love the story John Klensek told when he was with Sealy and he did some sales training and he came back and it was after Christmas and this sales pro took him to the side and said, you made a big difference in my life and I just want to thank you. I had the best Christmas I ever had. I was able to afford to buy this bike for my daughter and she couldn't get that bike based on how I was selling. And the sales tips that you gave me, I put into practice. And not only was I able to buy her a bike, but now we're going to be able to do all kinds of other things, including buying a better house. And so you don't realize what a difference you make. And I'm now I'm talking to you sales reps. Deliver your sales lessons to your sales pros with passion. Listen to them. And really listen to them. What are their hopes and their dreams? What do they want to do? What do they want out of life? Do you know these things about them? Do you know them? Do you know their first name? Do you know their kids' names? Do you know their husband and their wife's names? You can't know that for everybody, but the more of that you know, uh, the better off you're going to be because you can't go too far. That is really, you know, I think that could be your message actually, Chris. You can't go too far. You can't care too much. You can't, um, you should never stop short of absolutely transforming somebody's sales life. And, you know, as a store owner, sometimes there's just not enough time at the end of the day. There's not enough energy. You've been putting out fires. You've been talking to vendors. You've been talking to your truck drivers. You've been talking to angry customers, and there's not enough time to, for you to spend the time that you want to and need to with your sales pros, do what Chris is suggesting to you. What he's suggesting to you is use your vendors to train your salespeople. Now, make sure they're good because there are some sales reps out there that never sold at retail and don't know how to sell at retail. And there's only two guys that I know that do a great job that never sold at retail as a career. Do you know what they've done? They've spent weekends and they spent holidays on sales floors watching salespeople sell, learning how to sell, and then becoming at least a TO man uh, and closing sales on the retail floor. And those two guys are Chris Tahaney and Nick Marcos, my business partner. They never, they never did what I did. For nine years, I was a commissioned retail salesperson. I bought houses. I bought cars. I funded my children's college educations through spiffs and through money that I made on a hundred percent commission. But if you're a sales rep and you said, oh man, it's too late for me. I uh, you know, I just I was lucky. I just went from college, became a sales rep, and I never had had that experience, Pete, that you had for nine years. Do what Nick And do what Chris has done. Spend time with your retail sales uh, teams. Work with them. Listen to what the really good ones say. And before you know it, you're going to have your own sales system and start to help them close sales. And once you do that, you are no longer a salesperson. You are no longer a VP of sales. You know what you are? You're a business asset. And that's what we should all strive to be to our dealers part of their business and store owners make all of your vendors who uh, are capable, passionate and competent, make them all part of your business. I think there's a lot to be said about that. Chris, what say you?
1: Absolutely. Uh, That's, um, you know, the, the, uh, the best self that you can be uh, particularly in a gentleman and in in, in in our position um is um we just have to at the very we're always going to be in the good graces of our customers but uh, uh there's nothing uh, there's nothing against just asking for an opportunity to get more immersed in their culture uh and uh understanding the um you know what what makes their business so special um it is um it it, it Kind of, t- it took me back a couple of times and I went to a couple of pretty large retailers that I have a very long history with, and, and I would say, here I want to be part of your uh, insert name here as far as what they named their particular uh, new hire training program, for example. I want to be a part of that, and the response was, "Yeah, we're putting together an agenda. I'll see, you know, what time we might be able to make available to you to come in and do your thing." And I'm like, "And I, I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to go through the program." I want to go through the same experience that anybody that you're bringing in your culture is going to be going through. Um, whether whether it's, you know, you know one day a week or if you do it over the course of three days or even if it's something that you do for your existing team and maybe you put together workshops, I want that experience the way that your store managers um, experience that. And then they kind of look at you and you are like, really? You want to do that? You want to take the time to do that as opposed to what they think is happening, which is, hey, I need some floor time for me because I'm all in it for me. You know, how, how I'm all in it for me is being the best that I can for my customer, truly understanding their culture and recognizing the fact that they have an identity. That's awesome.
0: You know, whether it's a retail sales pro that listened today, a store owner that listened today, or a sales rep that listened today, they got a lot out of this, but I want you to share a story with the entire audience of, uh, I have my opinion as to where you really were, but uh, you said it was at a wine bar, so I'll believe you that it was at a wine bar. But I want you to share that story with our audience and about the society problems, societal problems that DreamFit solves specifically.
1: Well, thank you. Um, I've, I, I appreciate that opportunity and I'll do the best I can to try not to turn this into a commercial for DreamFit. But, uh, it, it was something that was very early in my tenure as, um, as a senior vice president of sales for DreamFit, uh, where, um, it really, the, the way that I could summarize it is that we collectively in our business, um, we all do a tremendous job at what we do. We've got, we've all got some amazing products, but, um, how how does that message get to the end consumer? And I was in a very unique position where after a meeting with one of my customers in Chicago, um, um, it was not my choice to go to the wine bar, by the way, uh, but that's where we went. And uh, I was in proximity to uh, some middle-aged women that were on a night out. And I had a very similar polo on. I had my logo shirt on. And one of them just leaned over to me and she says... Um, so what's DreamFit? What what is that? Like, are you in the fitness industry? And I'm like, sweetheart, does it look like I'm in the fitness industry? Kind <laughs> of po- poke some. Uh, and I say this, uh, you know, doubly respecting all those trophies that you have next to you, Pete, for all your lifting exploits. But uh, uh, but uh, at the expense of myself, I poked a little fun uh, at yours truly. And uh, and then I was very cavalier because we we're all having a good time. And I just said, you know, we 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 make some pretty darn good sheets for your... And she said, prove it. And um, I showed her some product, product images right on my phone. I showed her the mattress hoist that I had built. And they went absolutely ballistic. They were like, how does this exist? And I have never seen this before. This, the, 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 I, I should already be sleeping on something like this. Where do I buy these? I'm going to go buy them tomorrow. Um, and at that particular moment, I was like, well, unfortunately, you'll have to wait till February because that's when my retailer is going to be ready. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the nature of the world that I live in is that for you to experience my product, you have to walk into physically a mattress specialty retail store and hope that they have it. And, it, and, and if they, and if they have it, then it's all, it's incumbent upon that store manager, or sleep counselor to be excited to show it to you. And she said, no, 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 no. I, I I, want these tomorrow. Do you have a website I can go to buy them? I said, we do. Uh, it, it is secondary for anybody that's, that happens to be living in a community that we're not uh, working with a retailer with. Uh, we, we, do, we do have that. But eventually, you can go to this retailer. And I encourage you to do so because they're amazing at what they do. And they've got a lot of great products aside from just ours. Um, and then what really hit me was one of her colleagues... She said, Chris, I've been a marketing executive for the last 25 years. I'm the senior VP of marketing for a very big company. And your product, I should not be learning about this from some stranger in a wine bar. I should be seeing this <laughs> on Prime Times Um During 90 Day Fiance, which I've never seen. I'm not, I'm not a TV guy, but apparently it's a very big show. And she said, that's where you should be seeing um, your product. Um, and we all have great products for all all my vendor colleagues and friends that are that are that are watching today. Uh, we all do amazing things. Uh, we're we're all great manufacturers, and uh, um, it, it, that, that's another great way to work with our retailers is just how how can we generate excitement and take that message directly to the end consumer. Whether we decide that we're going to we wear a logoed shirt, uh, whether you work for the vendor or not, um, you you just never know where conversations are going to go. Um, it was a very exciting story for me to tell. It's one of my favorite recent stories uh, to tell. But uh, um, thank you for letting me tell that story. Pete. Appreciate it.
0: And am I mistaken that your uh, was was your was your retailer with you?
1: Yes, yes, the retailer and, was. And,
0: and so, did that light a fire under his? Uh, you know what to kind of bring him in, maybe a little bit sooner. When he saw her reaction, I mean, it wasn't just one person. It was a, a few
1: ladies, right? It, it was a group of four. You know, okay, they, they were they four. were they were definitely you know they they were spending the night away from their, their from their significant others, and uh, they were feeling no pain, um, but um, they were um, uh, it, it it was. Uh, it, in fairness the retailer he had already committed that he was going to be bringing in a program but he had some inventory that he had to sell down uh but by then it was more that the customer was just like I'm not waiting for these I'm not waiting till fa-. at the time it was I believe mid november and the uh and and the and the lady that I had the ladies I encountered one of them said no I'm going to go on your website. And I'm going to buy them tomorrow. If you don't believe me, go ahead and check your orders. You'll see my name on there because I absolutely have to have these. Um, so re- re- retail really didn't miss out on much because of how excited she was. But uh, so, by then, the retail had already committed to the program. So
0: so did he accuse you of this being a setup? Like, did you pay these <laughs> ladies? Like, Did you pay them? Chris, are these friends of yours? Is this all
1: set up here? He didn't, he didn't have the chance because I looked at him. I said, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't set this up. Okay. <laughs> I had nothing to do with this. Okay. And I was wearing this shirt in your office earlier on today. So you know that this wasn't a setup. So listen, I, I
0: think both of us are being a little presumptuous here. Assuming that people understand what that is behind you. Can you pull that forward just a little bit and tell us why she wanted those sheets so bad? Like, what society problem does that sheet solve?
1: Uh, quite a few, actually. I think that anybody that's ever made a bed before, and the reason I had this, this is not by design. This is typically how I have a lot of my uh, virtual meetings with my customers in my trainings I want um, Anybody that's ever made a bed before, Pete, they can empathize with uh, sheets that pop off the corners. Um, when you, If, if you're fellows like us, and we go to put the fitted sheet on, particularly on a king size mattress or we have, only have a four-inch um, bit of difference there, um, they say there's a 50-50 chance that you're going to put your fitted sheet on the correct way. For us fellas, it's more like zero percent, let's face it. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, the final corner struggle where you fought, you've gotten all three corners on, then you lunge over the bed to try to get that fourth one on, and the corner right behind you pops off all over again. And you're continuously in that final corner struggle. Uh, sheets that don't soften while you wash. Sheets that have a high sh- uh, shrinkage factor. Uh, sheets that pill. Um, we're proud of the fact that we actually cover pilling in our warranty. When a lot of a lot of manufacturers actually go the other direction and go out of their way to tell you that they don't cover pilling. That's how proud of we are of not only making a functional product that solves those societal pro- societal problems, uh, but also something that feels great. Um, we at, uh, at DreamFit are fortunate to have seen the industry really kind of grow into our product quite a bit. It always served a purpose on traditional mattresses, but now that adjustable bases are being sold at an all time high and the adjustable base obviously is well known to be the fastest growing component in our business. Um, your customers over the course of time... Uh, if they were to find a complaint with a bed of that magnitude is it would be awfully nice if I had bedding that was guaranteed to fit guaranteed to stay on, guaranteed to never come off until I was physically prepared and ready to take them off um, I'll also parlay that into uh we have a customer that was building um for her own personal house uh custom bed bunks um uh bunk bunk beds rather uh for her three grandchildren and um and she lamented that because our sheets are constructed in the way that they are, she physically has to climb 10 feet to the top bunk and then the middle bunk and then the bottom bunk, physically climb onto the mattresses to remove the sheets because she can't just grab it and then just pull and go like she could do something more traditional. Um, and uh, we're very proud that she has to do that because that's exactly yeah. what our that was. Uh so yeah, you know, just uh, anybody can empathize with those problems. All that we want to do is help retailers um, be uh, proactive, uh, in addition to reactive. I mean, there's a lot of customers that can empathize with that. Uh, I've physically been in stores where customers have walked in that have said, "I don't know if you remember me, but I bought an adjustable bed about a month ago, and I don't like it." And 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 when the questions asked, "Why don't you like it?" Well, because the sheets that you sold me won't stay on it. Um. That's all that we want to do is we want to be a great vendor, um, uh, solving societal problems and taking that message, uh, in conjunction with the partnership with our retailers to attack the consumer with that direct message that they have something that can, that they could be helped with. And we need the retailers to do it because we are not a big box partner. That's, that, 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 that's not in our DNA. Um, we know that we could, uh, we are best served solving these problems for our retail partners.
0: So, Chris, I own a store and I say, you know what? I sell a fair amount of adjustable beds. I've gotten those complaints. How do I get a hold of you? How do, How should somebody reach out?
1: Uh, there, there's, a, there's a number of ways. Uh, I think the best way uh, in order to uh, hit two birds with one stone is simply join Mattress Industry Network. Uh, on Facebook, I'm very active there. I'm always proud to participate, and 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 I use it. I'm a student of, of that group. There's a tremendous amount that I learned. It used to be Pete that we might have to go on the road for a couple of weeks and we might have to pull retailers. Now we're seeing that naturally, uh, just because of all the bright minds that participate. So uh, yeah. I, I am excited to talk to any retailer about any subject. I am an industry nut. Um, any any anything that I could do, whether they work with me or not, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, that's probably the best place uh, to get a hold of me is through Mattress Industry Network, or I could be uh, uh, contacted on any of the social media platforms like uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, and uh, uh, my telephone number is uh, readily available as well. If you're a nationwide member, uh, you can contact me through MemberNet. And uh, I am a very, very easy guy to get a hold of. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, establishing more relationships and uh, cultivating the ones that I have.
0: Okay. Is there an email or a cell number that you want to provide, or do you just want to leave it with the social media? Uh,
1: The social media is that that's probably the best means of communication. Um, uh, The uh, direct messages is a phenomenal way to get hold of me. Again, I'm available on LinkedIn, on Facebook, Mattress Industry Network. Go ahead and put a post on there seeking me out. Uh, My email address is chris.tahaney at dreamfit.com. That anybody would like to email me there. That's awesome,
0: Chris. Thank you so
1: much. Um, Thank you, Pete.
0: I I have loved watching you uh, mature and watch your career take off. I am uh, so happy and excited for you. I believe that Chris Tahaney and DreamFit together right now is probably one of the most dynamic Uh, combinations uh, that I've ever seen and thank you for to Jeff Janakovo for uh, being a matchmaker behind the scenes on that Uh, Jeff had uh, Jerry's ear and he had your ear and uh, I think uh, I I think it's a marriage made in heaven and uh, I am uh, just so happy for you. And I am looking forward to watching what you and dream fit do, uh, together, Chris. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing all the great tips that you did. I appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me on Pete. I really enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully I get an opportunity to do it again sometimes. And, uh, uh, very humbling uh, considering all of the f- phenomenal guests that you've had on your show in the past, uh, whether they've been industry giants or they've been accomplished uh, best-selling authors. Um, it means a lot to have been here with you today. Thank you for having me on. And thank my you for pleasure. everybody for watching.
0: Thank you. And that's a wrap.